This is the Camp David podcast, training for anyone after God's heart. I'm Bob Dyer. Well, we're continuing our series, Words, and this episode is devoted to two words, basically, eternal life. And uh, the question is like, where does it start? Uh, who has eternal life? Those are the kind of things we're going to talk about. Well, you've probably heard it said that all humans are going to live forever. It just depends on where their end destinations going to be, heaven or hell. Well, at the outset, let me just kind of talk through a verse uh, as far as introductory um, explanation. John 17, 3 says this. It says, And this is eternal life, that they know you the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. That they know you the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Now, why is that important? Why does that apply? Well, Jesus says here through John that eternal life is in knowing the one true God through Jesus Christ. We even talk about abundant life. When we're talking about abundant life, we're talking about eternal life. We're not talking about possessions, but we're talking about abundance spiritually uh, as far as our eternity. And so when you look at that passage, that's what it's talking about. Uh, but also when it says that they might know, that you might know, it's, it's the Greek word gnosko, which means more than just intuitive knowledge, but experience, experientially knowing Christ. And this is more than mere intellectual knowledge of Christ, but an intimate and close personal relationship with Christ which is truly knowing Christ. And then a point just to start out with also is that eternal life is a present tense possession. It is received and it can be received and enjoyed right here on earth. And it does not have to be realized only after we die. John 3.36 says, He that believes in the Son has everlasting life. And he believes that not on the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God that lives in him. So just at the outset again, when the Bible speaks of eternal life, it refers to a gift of God that comes only through Jesus Christ, our Lord. You look at Romans 6.23. And this this gift is in contrast to the death that is the natural result of sin. And this gift of eternal life comes to those who believe in Jesus Christ, who is himself the resurrection and the life. And um, that we see that in John eleven twenty five. The fact that this life is eternal indicates that it is a perpetual uh, life. It goes on and on and on with no end. And it's a mistake to view eternal life as simply an unde- unending progression of years. Um, in the New Testament, a common word for eternal is ionius, and uh, which carries the idea not just of uh, quantity, but quality as well. In fact, eternal life isn't really associated with years at all, as it is independent of time. Eternal life can function outside of and beyond time as well as within So again, too many Christians, I think, are waiting for eternal life to be realized after death, which is poor theological logic. 
It never says that you will receive Christ and, and then when you die, you will experience eternal life. No, this is what it's talking about. Uh, when Christ has promised us eternal life or abundant life here on earth. Uh, John 10, 10, the thief, the thief comes but to steal um, and to kill and destroy. And I have come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. And this doesn't mean a, a life void of problems, but a life full of everlasting joy and peace in the midst of every circumstance. So if a person doesn't understand the true meaning of eternal life, they'll never really grasp the importance of knowing and growing in Christ, and they would never fully comprehend the relationship that Christ has for us and has made, uh, and has made available for us to experience right here on earth. So let's look back. Uh, if, we look, if we just consider Genesis 3.8, when it's talking about Adam and Eve, and they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden of the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from, from the presence of the Lord uh, among the trees in the garden. Well, Christ, and that, that broke fellowship between man, Adam and Eve, and obviously us and God. And so Christ died to bring us back into relationship and fellowship with God. Um, that Adam once had in Eden. Christ didn't just die to save us from the torment of hell and to forgive us of our sin. Of course, that's part of the package of salvation. However, it's not the only reason. Forgiveness of sins, of course, cannot be bypassed because without forgiveness of sins, there would be no relationship. Sin was a barrier to that relationship that God craved with us, His creation. And by Jesus taking away our sins and removing the obstacle, the veil, if you will, human race was able to come back into harmony with God, our Father, through Jesus. We were all, uh, we were and still are created for relationship and communion with God. First uh, John five thirteen says, "These things I've written to you that you believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may." Know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the Son, on the name of the Son of God. So that's just kind of again a little bit more background to this. So uh, we again we don't wait for eternal life. It's not something that starts when we die. Rather, eternal life begins the moment a person exercises faith in Christ, and it is our current possession. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Note that the believer has, which is present tense, this life. The verb is present tense in the Greek too. So we and we find similar present tense constructions when we look at John 5:24, uh, John 6:47. The focus of eternal life is not on our future, but on our current standing in Christ. Um, the Bible inextricably links uh, eternal life with the person of Christ. John 17, 3, again, this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God in Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Here, Jesus equates eternal life with a knowledge of God and of the Son. There's no knowledge of God without the Son, for it is through the Son that the Father reveals himself 
to the elect. John 17, 6, uh, John 14, 9. This life-giving knowledge of the Father and the Son is a true personal knowledge. Not academic, not just academic awareness. And again, remember, there will be some on Judgment Day who had claimed to be followers of Christ, but never really had a relationship with Him. To those false professors, Jesus is going to say, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Matthew 7, 23. The Apostle Paul made it his goal to know the Lord, and he linked that knowledge to resurrection from the dead. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Philippians 3, 10 and 11. So right now, every sinner is invited to know Christ and to receive eternal life. Revelation 22:17 says, "Let the one who is thirsty come, and let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life." I mean, how can you know that you have eternal life? First of all, we confess our sin before our holy God. And then we receive God's provision of a savior on our behalf. Romans 10:13, "Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died for your sins, my sins, and he rose again the third day. When you believe this good news, and remember, one of our episodes was about the good news, the gospel. But when we believe this good news, we trust the Lord Jesus as our Savior. Do that, and you will be saved. Acts 16.31, Romans 10.9 and 10. And then finally, John puts it real simply. Again, 1 John 5, 11 and 12. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. My prayer is that if you are wondering and questioning whether you or what your destiny is as far as eternity, I pray that you would take some of these passages, look them up, talk to people that you may know, who are believers, and secure yourself through the provision of Christ, His death, His resurrection. Well, that's it for this week, and I hope, as always, that it's an encouragement and it'll help you out. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact me via email, bobdtx.com at mail.com. And as always, I look forward to hearing from you and I look forward to next time on the next episode of Camp David, training for anyone after God's heart. I'm Bob Dyer. I'll see you.